Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, folks. It's Bob Vetter here. Before the podcast starts, I wanted to offer you something for free available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. It's a download of a game and map of the healer's journey called Sustos, named after the traumatic events that can lead to soul loss. The game provides insights in how we ourselves can be healed and how that process empowers us in our healing efforts with others. Get your free download at www.bobvetter.com. Now, let's get to our latest podcast episode. Greetings, listeners. I'm here today with Audrey Hope, certified addiction and trauma counselor, relationship expert, and spiritual expert. Audrey Hope is an award-winning certified addiction and trauma counselor. She holds a Master of Divinity and Metaphysics as well as a resident addiction specialist certification. Audrey uses her abilities as a clairvoyant psychic medium to heal patients from trauma, from abusive relationships, domestic violence, and more. A multi-talented force in the healing arts for over 20 years, Audrey Hope uses her revolutionary healing techniques to get to the root of the root of various problems with addiction, trauma, and relationships. Her spiritual modalities guide patients to a new frontier in healing to achieve inner peace. Audrey believes that one must go beyond the rational mind and the traditional boundaries of therapy to inspire real transformation. Audrey currently works at renowned rehabilitation treatment center Seasons in Malibu, California, as well as holds her own practice in the heart of Brentwood, California. She is the host of her weekly award-winning YouTube advice show, Hope for Relationships. After seeing firsthand the suffering that women experienced around their bodies and place in society, Audrey created, produced, and hosted the international show titled Real Women that won her three Telly Awards, a Women of, the, of Wealth Award and a Governor Award. Additionally, you may recognize Audrey from the internationally acclaimed reality show, Rehab Endemol, which brought eight celebrities from the UK, including glamour model Alicia Dubai, Bay City Roller Les McCown, and more to the United States for addiction and trauma treatment. Throughout two decades in her field, Audrey has worked with an abundance of celebrities, producers, CEOs, doctors, lawyers, authors, athletes, heirs, and more, helping them cope with their relationship and or addiction problems. Audrey aims to heal all problems, whether they be suffering uh, surrounding one's relationship, addiction, or trauma from the deep level of the soul. So... Audrey Hope, welcome to the show. That is well, that, that about takes up the whole yeah, show. That's it. We're done. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Audrey, so welcome. Cool. I'm so glad to have you with us. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here, Bob. Thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. Now, 
behind all of that <laughs> is a really, really interesting backstory. So can you take us through what, what brought you to that certain revelation, that, that pinnacle moment that represented a shift in your life? Well, you know how they say there's a still small voice within, mm -hmm. you know, that's like an ancient saying, you have to listen to it. And that's where the magic is. If you get out of distraction, if you get out of all the problems of, you know, family and life, and you just quiet and can listen to the voice, it will lead you to a wonderful journey. And so I decided to do that because always in the yearnings of my soul, I knew I was here for greater things. I just did. I knew that as a kid in Howard Beach, Queens, you know, while everyone else was going out, you know, playing handball, I was just always knowing that I had a greater path. And so I think surrender is what I would advocate for, to surrender to that path, whatever happens. And no, it might not be fun. It could also be painful, but if you follow it, it's, it's a clearing. It's all a clearing to become your best self. And so I always followed that. And great teachers came to me and uh, great experiences and healing journeys came to me. And that has been better than following the parents and what they tell you to do and what society tells you to do. And you know, forging a road. I think I was a pioneer back then, you know, bringing soul issues to rehab. And um, so let me tell you, Bob, one day I, I truly, this really happened. I sat in my living room and I said, okay, universe, sock it to me, bring it to me. And I'm not going to lift anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm only going to use my hand to answer the phone or the door. And so I was on this experiment and then a friend of mine called and said to me, um, come with me. And I answered the phone. So that was the experiment. And I went with her. Uh, she wanted to go see this rehab in Malibu. And I remember saying, what's rehab? And the next thing I know, I'm hired. And that began my journey of just following the soul and bringing soul healing to certain you know, institutions that were just really into psychology. And so I, 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 nobody stopped me on that path. It was an open free path. And I just found that I had great success helping people. I remember helping this man who was Native American and was a painter and he was stuck painting. He was my first one. And I found a block through abuse. And the next thing I know, he's up in the attic and he's painting away. He didn't stop. So I said, wow, I'm really on to something here, uncorking and unblocking the soul. It's kind of a long-winded answer, huh? <laughs> That's not at all a long-winded answer. Um, what I'm curious about now, you know, we're going to get, we'll, we'll delve into the work that you're currently doing in uh, the rehab center. But in your own life, I'm curious to know what the challenges were that were standing in the way. I mean, for just about everybody that I can think of, this spiritual revelation comes as kind of a response to usually challenges that we have somewhere in this material world 
that leads to a breakthrough. I mean, part of sure. your breakthrough was going there to Malibu in the first place, not knowing what, honestly, I'm sure what was going to happen. Exactly. What were, the, what were the challenges before that? that you I think it, I think it was family. I really do. I think it was, you know, dad had a clothing store and he was always wanting me to be safe. You know, I understand that. You know, I come from a Jewish background and, you know, he wanted me to, probably marry a doctor, you know, marry the doctor and, you know, have kids and do all that. And I wanted to break free from the family system. And, you know, I think it was courageous to do that because it was hard. It wasn't easy to do that. But I really feel, Bob, that I had no choice. There was this yearning. And um, when I came to LA, you know, no one was doing um, spiritual issues. I remember there was like two of us <laughs> who were trying to get spiritual things on TV. And I really wanted to educate the public. I wanted to educate women, especially that they were brainwashed. Mm. And then I wanted to bring, you know, enlightenment to the world. And that was so revolutionary at the time, probably 20, 25 years ago, but I wouldn't stop. And I see now that, um, the world is catching up now to what I bravely dared to do. So in answer to your question, it would be going against relatives. Yeah. So, so you started out by challenging the status quo. Yes. I mean, obviously yes. your family had expectations of you that were based on the patterns that they had seen that worked. And they, you know, as you said, your father wanted the best for you. He wanted you to marry a doctor. Why? Because that's what you do. That's what you do in order to make sure that you're going to be safe, that exactly. you'll have a stable home, that you'll be able to raise children in the right way, you know, following along with the expectations of the social yes. group. So absolutely, you are, you are this, this young upstart, you have a different vision for yourself. Um, now your friend, who said, let's go to Cal let's go to Malibu to this rehab place. She wanted to bring you along for what exactly? Just because she was going and she, she wanted me to take to a ride. Or she was going you No, know, she was going to work there or she was oh, going okay. to some kind of ceremony. And she said, come along. And you know, there's where destiny always is. Destiny is always lurking, you know? Absolutely. Again, you have to be able to know where it comes. Again, not the rational mind. Following those things that come out of the blue mm -hmm. is is where the is really truly where the magic is. It's also how I met my husband. You know, um, opening up the intuition, doing the healing work, right, mm -hmm. and then following the callings of the soul. And I swear this happened. I I felt something on my shoulder. It was this little voice, and it said, "Go on plentyoffish.com." And I said, leave me alone. And it said, no, you have to do it. And that's where I met my husband online. So it was really, again, following the promptings. So um, I'm, I'm fascinated by the story about how you ended up in Malibu at this, at this center. So you show up, we'll get, we'll get back to your husband in a second. So <laughs> you show up with your friend who as it uh, is already know she's there because she knows that she has a job there, right? Or they were doing some kind of ceremony. They were just opening, and she wanted me to come to the party of the opening. 
So you show up. And then they end up, yeah, because I was a spiritual counselor. You see, I worked, I was an actress, always have been doing TV, always pitching shows, always presentational. And I worked in a woman's clothing store and that's how I made money because I was a stylist, you know, and I had all these odd jobs. But again, like Einstein, you had the odd job in the printing shop. Here I am in this really square little, um, you know, clothing shop and all these women were coming in and they started to tell me their problems and they would just keep coming back and bringing their friends. And so they never, they just more and more people started coming. So I opened up my home and I, I made some tea and I had them all come over to my home and, and uh, they put money in the jar. And, and then we started these Monday night things. And then before I know it, I was like a healer. I mean, mm -hmm. And starting to like have some real success with things. And then I did my show, Real Women, which was positive role, role models for women in the media. And that was so way before, you, you know, then I put everything on YouTube. Um, I was picked up by the Wisdom Network, which was one of the spiritual stations at the time. And I interviewed these fascinating voices. I mean, I had blue screens, green screens, Marianne Williamson, um, uh, Susan Jeffers, I mean, Barbara Hand Clow. I mean, they would come to the studio and I would interview them. And these were the great voices of our ages, of our age. And I had the privilege to interview them, some of them before they became famous, Carolyn Mace. Um, and so again, all for the mission. The mission was, I wanted to tell women that they were uh, brainwashed into thinking they were second and that they were really these goddesses with this amazing feminine power. And we were told a wrong story, a conspiracy, that we were second to men, the patriarch. And so I was really devoted to the spirituality of women and letting them know how powerful they were and are, and I still am. That is still one of my missions. So you have this this sense of mission and you show up totally. you show up in malibu and how do you end up being hired by them well i guess my friend told them that i was a very very successful spiritual counselor i i guess i started to have a reputation you know in my home and and um i guess they were interested in that and i guess fate had led me to that and and there I was, and I was in a room. I remember the room of doctors, parapsych, all these different modalities. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, how did I get here? And um, they were asking me for my opinion. And remember, energy, energy still to this day, still to this day, is the big thing that is not really... Um, a, a peace and healing because I work at three different houses, an addiction house, a professional house with doctors and lawyers and um, what an addiction, mental and professional. Okay. And a lot of these doctors come in and they do not teach the doctors how to get over 17, 18 hours of surgery by explaining energy. So energy, I could talk for hours just on that and healing the energy that we pick up 
people have to learn, Bob, to look at the invisible energy that we pick up and they have to clear it because a lot of times we're picking up like a sponge other people's energy and that they call anxiety. And anxiety is really overwhelm of energy. And so learning how to clear that and learning how to clear psychic vampires in the energy level, which is a real thing, and learning how to clear out society, news, the fear of COVID is a very big thing. So I teach people how to, like they shower every day, to clear, protect, and align their energy, as you do. It's very important to look at that level. So how would you say that you were able to convince these suits, right? These 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 guys, I'm, I'm assuming many of them were men. Um, you know, here's this this brash woman from New York who shows up on the scene with this message of spirituality, which, you know, to, to them probably was a pie in the sky, foo-foo, la-la. You know, here she is championing women, talking energy, really a language that they're unfamiliar with. How do you all of a sudden slide into actually working side by side with them? That speaks to my heart, Bob. I'm getting really passionate because I still do that to this day. And that's because working with someone and having them transform, the proof is in the pudding, right? So when someone comes out and you've got 45, 50 minutes and all of a sudden they're changing their perspective, something is going on. So I have been challenged by that when they brought in new doctors and everything. And then afterwards they start to see the results and they're like, okay, I think I'm going to learn something here. So I, you don't give up. You stay on the road of truth. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's where the New York comes in because I am not airy fairy. I am mostly a New Yorker and grounded. So of course you want to see the practical, the practical results of healing and if you can show them that, people will be convinced. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, no doubt. so I love your story, um, Audrey. This is a, a beautiful story. Thank now, you. how about our listeners who are here wondering, you know, how can I use this in my life? What advice could you give somebody who's listening who, you know, maybe, maybe is sympathetic. They wouldn't be on this listening to this podcast in the first place if they weren't, but they don't know how to, how to walk it, how to really bring it into their life. What do you do? Okay. So let's, let's bring it home here. Um, You got to get on a train to authenticity. You got to be on a train of truth and you got to say, I will commit whatever it takes like a man or woman whose hair is on fire wants a pond. You have to want it so badly. Truth, a great life, and let's just say you want great love. You have got to stop taking crumbs. You've got to commit to the journey. And I always say, whatever you need comes to the front door. Believe me, if you ask for great love, everything will come rushing in to heal it. And you have to be able to get on that train and go, okay, I will heal whatever it takes. I will do whatever it takes to have that great life and stay on that train no matter what. And that is the commitment and the vow to that great life, okay? That's number one, okay? And then you have to be brave enough to heal it, not run 
and deny. I don't think we can run anymore. Do you, Bob? I think that we're, we're at a time period. We're done. We're done. And if you try to run, it's going to get really painful. And it's also going to become very physical, right? It's going to yeah. come into the physical body when you've tried everything. The Mack trucks are here for all of us. And COVID is a great example of it. It's been terrible. But if you work with healing, you know that it's inspired people to do the work. And there's been some great things that have happened through all of this. You know, people are changing their lives. They're changing their relationships. They're taking advantage of life, you know, and, and, and gratitude. So, you know, we always knew that there would be a golden age and that something would happen. I think all of us have come here. Mm -hmm. together we knew that something would happen we didn't know it quite show up as a as a as a disease but it did and so we all have to become warriors and become our best self because this is healing time and as bad as it looks maybe it's about waking up just truly waking up and taking a stand and not being lazy and you know getting out of slumber so to look at pain differently is another thing to tell your listeners. Mm -hmm. Pain is a wake-up call and an invitation to ascend, right? Don't be so afraid of pain. Walk into it. And there's a, there's a spiritual saying, you know, dear Lord, give me more of it. Instead of running away from, let's say, anxiety, running into it and saying, okay, I'm going to face you as scary as you are, and I know you'll pass. Because we too long hide things in the closet. And that's very dangerous because the monster in the closet is only going to get more ferocious. You you said the the word that you used a moment ago was to wake up that that through this wake up call we we want to ascend. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Okay, we are all here about the light. Mm -hmm. You know what the truth is? The sun. I know they say the son of God, but the sun, the light. How much light can we pick up in this lifetime, like a battery? I really believe that the great scientists, if they could, like Einstein and Tesla, they would have worked on the soul level and proven that we're made of light and that we're here to, to raise the volume of our light, to upgrade and turn it on and enlighten. To enlighten means to know the truth, that we are computers, really, and it is time to turn on our lights, turn on our pineal glands, turn on our chakras, and to imagine this great light in our body and shine it out. And when we know we're these light beings, we have these spiritual tools to heal anything. And so I call it a, you know, a spiritual alchemy, which is to really turn up the volume. And so, especially when I work with addicts and I tell them, well, the, you know, the addiction brought them to their knees and now they can become enlightened. Let's go. You've brought to the gate. Now let's turn on your lights. Well, they're like, yay, I don't have to go and feel shame and guilt, which is a big thing in addiction. Let's, let's end that and turn on the lights and go into a new doorway. And so that's, we're meant for light. You know, the body is... And the, the, the kundalini that, that's at the base of the spine to rise up, to hit the third eye, to create that thing, to be in alignment with the light, the power that we have, no one will be able to brainwash us. And we are all being brainwashed in this time period. And it's very dangerous. We have got to fight with spiritual tools. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And when I look at so much of what's going on right now, 
unfortunately, what I see is a reversal in what at one time among young people was a turn to the spiritual now seems to be a turn to the material. Wow. I mean, if you you look at what underlies, I mean, granted, there, there is this theme of compassion that underlies a lot of the motivation, but it, it also is based so much on materiality. That's the part that that has me concerned, you know, in, yes. in, in I agree with world, you. In this world, our our job here, our our this is our learning laboratory to experience spirituality and to attain what it is that we were we were designed for. And that's yes. what I think and you then, were getting at here a minute ago. Yes, and I think there'll be suffering to go the material. I think there'll be suffering, great suffering, if people don't take the invitation. I really do. I think you're going to take the invitation now and and really hear what's happening and go beyond, you know, the superficial. Because we're in a in an intense change. Yeah. You know, exactly. we hit different points and we're in uh, you know, really truly the age of Aquarius. That's right. And the great prophets and teachers have warned us of this time and told us, and they all left. Do you notice that the great teachers are gone? <laughs> like, where'd they go? Because we're the, no, it's true. Because we're the ones now. The last we're man the, and the last woman standing. Last man, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and speaking about Native Americans, you know, to honor the culture of, of the land that we took and the spirit that we robbed we really have to honor and make amends for that truly and get back to our roots. And there's a heck of a lot of karma tied up in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The karma of the land. So I don't know if we have a choice, Bob. I just don't know. I know I don't have a choice. I, I get instant karma. If I don't stay high, you know, I get it immediately. I really do. So, you know, When you're on a master path, I always say, you know, did anybody leave us a manual? My thing is, let's leave a manual. When you're on this path, it is not easy. Mm -hmm. It is not easy. And you're not going to walk off into nirvana and sing happy songs. You are going to have to, as you rise in light, the other forces of opposition rise too. And so it's constant. When you tell people about the manual on how to win at this game, Already they can stop suffering to understand that, you know, with a lot of light comes a lot of responsibility and you're going to be attacked and you have to be aware of it and not buy into it. And that's what the path is. The eye of the needle on the top, it gets even more intense, but it's okay. Accept it. We can handle it. What can we not do? We've been through so much. So I I love what you said a few minutes ago, Audrey, about uh, anxiety being an abundance of energy, you know? Totally. So so just, I wanna chunk it down to one simple thing that our listeners can do to transform their relationship with uh, themselves surrounding that, because there is so much anxiety right now. So how do we take the energy of anxiety and transform that transmute that into an energy that is productive for us in our lives okay first of all we have to know that we might have a sponge inside of us let's say in our chest and we may pick up 
other energy of other people. We may have a straw or a hook or a chain to other people. We love them. We want to heal them. And we may be sucking in their energy. Okay. This is true. This is what happens. We become caregivers, saviors, and we suck in the energy. That's not the way to heal, Bob. The way to heal is with divine fire and a violet fire through the body and burning it off. Like the old incinerators, you know, you got to burn stuff. You cannot keep it and take in the karma of other people, just like you would never go to school for a little child. You have to understand that everyone's in their own lane. Everyone's in their own classroom. And we have to let people go, even our own children. You do not want to do it for them. So I would say everybody has the ability to tune in. Close your eyes. Take the sun above your head. Open a piece of your head and allow. Remember, the I am is very powerful. I am now allowing the light into my body. And just with the I am clear, like you shower every day, the energy through the body and make sure it's light and clear out all the darkness out your feet and command it to go and then see if there's any hooks, chains or cords to any of your people that you love. You, everybody, believe me in my life, knows the hook and chain or cord. Even the non-believers can feel the hook. See where that's a hook and then say to the person, tune in, say, I'm now letting go of the hook and cut the string and say, I am no longer carrying you. I love you, but I'm no longer going to do it for you. And that's the energy of that will take a lot of the anxiety. And to also understand that your body may be a storage bin and you may have been fine with trauma years ago, but you stored it up and put it in a hidden drawer and it's, and it's on overload. So you got to look at it and you got to go clear it out. Like you clear out your old closets and you got to do the work. It doesn't have to be painful. It's just a consciousness of looking at the closet and going, okay, there's where I put my father's criticism. There's where I put my mother's, you know, alcoholism and just start clearing it out, clearing it out. And you can do it that way. You could even use a cartoon. I mean, there's so many tools to use just through consciousness mm -hmm. and knowing, but what's not good is closing it down and denying it. Cause like I told you, we had 9-11 people come to the healing center, but they did not come right away. They came years later because trauma gets stored. Oh, it's fine that that happened. It's not. It will fester and grow and it will come and look like a, a physical illness sometimes. That is a beautiful message for us to close with today, Audrey. Can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want to know more about all those amazing things that you're doing? Oh, thank you, Bob. AudreyHope.com. And on my YouTube, YouTube Audrey Hope Now, because I wanted to document some nuggets, some quick ways to get out of pain right away or to manifest your true soulmate. So I wanted to document that. So that's on my YouTube. Those so are the places. One more time, the the website. Audrey, AudreyHope.com mm -hmm. and the YouTube is YouTube slash Audrey Hope Now. Wonderful. Audrey Hope, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. Thank you, Bob, and keep up the great work. Thank you. And thank you, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Before you go, I wanted to remind you of free healing resources available on my website, www.bobvetter.com.
This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.